Your genuine hey, self. Hey, Steven, how you doing today? Happy birthday, man. Happy birthday to you. Appreciate it. Appreciate it. So we're in a special episode of Financial Therapy. Uh, so E and I, well, first, we're your gracious host, Stephen Newman. Emmanuel Holloway. So uh, we have a really unique situation where our birthdays are a day apart. Literally, the day apart. Uh, so I am the 27th. Emmanuel is the 28th. Uh, so if you saw that quick uh, happy birthday to each other, it's not a joke. Uh, it is our birthday. It is. Uh, so from your genuine self, I tell you the Financial Therapy Podcast. Uh, what better way to celebrate our birthday than to have a special pod? Uh, where we get into a lot of the information that we enjoy, mm-hmm. of course, to the resistance. We always mm-hmm. want to share uh, what's going on in the world uh, so that we can be better prepared for tomorrow. Yep. So with that said, today's pod, uh, we're going to talk about the recession. Uh, it's become quite a controversial term all of a sudden, which we'll get into that and the reasons why. Uh, and furthermore, we're going to talk about are you in a recession? Spoiler alert, yes. And two, what are some of the general qualities of that recession and what's some of the data uh, that's being displayed out there to help give us clues on how we can prepare and be prepared for the worst, uh, but also how to be prepared for the opportunity. Mm-hmm. So we hope you guys are excited as we are. I, I'm uh, extremely so we'll excited. Go ahead and get this thing started off. Go ahead, I, yeah, I'm extremely excited because uh, we found that all of a sudden, Stephen mentioned something that was funny offline about now all of a sudden the recession, there are people asking the definition of recession. And it kind of is like when you're, in a rela- when you're in a toxic relationship, if you guys ever been in one, you know, I don't want to put that on you, but you know, if you ever seen a movie or a story where they'd be like, cheating, all right, what? Well, first of all, what's your def- What's your definition? <laughs> I ain't touching. I ain't touching. So who told you that? <laughs> who told you that? You know, Tammy ain't like me from the beginning. <laughs> Tammy ain't never. Ain't, we ain't not, ever since I had that baked beans. I brought them baked beans to the family reunion. She ain't <laughs> never liked. So we want to make sure. <laughs> We, we want to make sure we clear the air first and foremost. <laughs> Let's keep with the relational thing. We want to make sure we clear the air. We so this clear. is your uh, We Need to Talk for the men because that's what your lady's going to send you. <laughs> and this Ooh. is the I Got Something to Say. Which, ladies, that is what your man is trying to ask when he's ready to tell you something. <laughs> <laughs> and for those uh, who aren't heterosexual, feel free to uh, Describe to each one of those scenarios that fit <laughs> what you experience because it, it, it's a human thing, you know what I mean. So we want to make sure we don't leave anybody out. But the whole point of that is we're in a space where all of a sudden the economy, economists are acting brand new. Brand new. All of a sudden we don't we don't know what the term recession means. Now we don't know how to define it. Now now it's a clue. <laughs> now, now the definitions become a clue. Now. <laughs> Now it's not. Now it's not definitive. Now it's mm-hmm. it, it's 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 shedding light that it's possible we could at some point. Man, I'll tell you, the country's gotten so good with words. Yeah. We've gotten so good 
deflecting with words that we pretty much have dismantled the truth in a lot of ways. But that, we won't go down that hill. Point is, we need to understand let, what it is. <laughs> we'll understand what it is. We're not gonna exactly. Let that, we're not gonna let this exactly. toxic relationship run us into the ground. <laughs> exactly. So to the resistance out there, make no mistake, you are entering in and happening in for the first half of the year in a recession. Mm-hmm. So let's break down exactly what does that mean. So the standard definition, uh, which is usually widely accepted, again, I don't know where we are in today's <laughs> world with people acting brand new. They don't know what a recession looks like. But it's two quarters, two consecutive quarters of negative growth or declining GDP. So you'll see a negative, you'll see that negative sign in front of the GDP growth for the year or for the quarter. Gross domestic product. Gross domestic product. So essentially, think of everything that a nation produces. Uh, think of that as the GDP, including you know exports and imports. But the point is, everything in totality it shows a negative decline. It shows a negative growth. It shows decline. And your products. When you have. I'm yeah. sorry. Go ahead. So therefore, the value of what we are, who we are as a country, went down. It declined. it declined. So we didn't grow. We didn't grow. We contracted. However, might I and add, that has to be two consecutive quarters. It has two? to be two consecutive quarters. And the reason we're breaking it down like this is because there's so much misinformation. And they got everybody thinking everything. We got to be this detailed. Yeah. So two consecutive quarters. What's a quarter? That is essentially three months of a particular time of the year. So January, February, March is the first quarter. April, May, June is the second quarter. So the first quarter, January, February, March was negative GDP, uh, which actually shocked people back then if you go back to when people were forecasting. Everybody wasn't forecasting a negative GDP number for the first half of the year. Then come in second quarter, and we finally got the information from the, the you know, Bureau of Statistics or whoever keeps our house of data. Uh, see the Fed, see other .gov or .org type sites. Uh, and they've officially re-released or officially released the second quarter, which came out late July. And we have another negative GDP figure for the quarter of second year. So that two quarters in a row of negative growth bring on the recession. So if I had an orange, it'd be playing right now. It'd be the recession on because we are now officially, we have been in a recession for the first half of the month. That's where we are. And in the process of being in this recession, we've also seen prices go up which is interesting. True. We've talked about that. Uh, so inflation. So uh, it's an interesting, interesting time. It's in, in opportunities out there. Uh, but before we get into what the opportunities are, we definitely want to understand what our environment is. Um, because a lot of our listeners are, are breadwinners, if not just for themselves, for their family. They're also business. You know, they have a side hustle. You know, they're trying to find new ways to make money. Um, and then we also have some students who are out there. And so if you're a student and you're 
I just know when I was a student, I wasn't necessarily paying attention to the economy because my economy was just on campus. Uh, but eventually you're going to have to step out, quote unquote, real world and uh, make a living for yourself. So um, let's go into some of the indicators of what that means, Steve. No, that's an excellent point. So it depends on where you are and how old you are. For those who are a little older, uh, you remember the 2008 recession and the impact that it had. So anytime that you're looking at a recession, you're looking at a slowdown. So no matter where you are, whether you're a student or you're nearing retirement, <clears throat> whether you are employee or employer, business owner, self-employed, the whole point is the entire market or markets within the economy are on the decline. So you're seeing some contraction. So some of the things that you're experiencing or you may be reading is you're starting to see a lot of the sentiment from companies, public companies start to change. So it was just a year ago or some time ago where companies were posting profits, posting record growth, you know, a lot of things were clicking on all cylinders, at least from their earnings perspective. But now we're in a spot where <laughs> everybody's doing the whole, now, before I show you, <laughs> doing, you know, doing that whole thing, like, hey, before you look at it, you know, just be, you know, it's a work in progress. You, you know how you try to soften the blow before you say something, you know, somebody's not going to enjoy it completely. <laughs> So that's what you that's what you see a lot of companies. I don't want to disrespect. Back. I'm not meaning this as disrespect. <laughs> that, hey, look, look, look. I know <laughs> I, I know what I said. You know, I said I was gonna clear a billion in revenue. I know, I know. <laughs> but it came in at 790 million. Don't be alarmed. Please. So you, you're seeing a lot of pleading, and this is what corporations do publicly traded. They release their earnings, they have earning calls. So in the earnings call, they're essentially answering questions from the investor public or representatives of the investor public. I think uh, analysts who cover a particular stock or sector or industry, they're typically in these meetings and they're asking questions that normal investors would typically ask as it relates to a company's performance, what that means and how, they, how do they feel about it going forward. So you get a lot of that out of the earnings call. Uh, so you're seeing a lot of that. And one of, the, one of the sentiments that runs through a lot of the companies releasing earnings is the understanding of a slow period. So that, that's another thing that you want to pay attention to, the sentiment. So how do CEOs or how are companies feeling about the future, the near future? So they aren't feeling as confident as they were a year ago and it's being reflected and some of the actions that they're taking. So you're seeing a lot of companies. I'm sorry, go ahead. And those actions are? So one, they, if, they if they aren't laying off people, they're slowing down their hiring. So what you're seeing, one, you're seeing a slowdown in hiring. So what do you typically hire for? You typically hire for growth. So as this growth is beginning to slow, their need to increase their staff is coming down with it. So that's the first step. Second step is if it gets bad enough, they're going to go from freezing to layoffs. So you, you want to be 
this is one of the critical points we want to bring up today's pod is don't be caught off guard. Do not be caught off guard. We talked about this last episode. You need to have that resume up to date. It's, it's almost, again, with the relationship analogy, it's almost like you need to be prepared to be back in the market looking to find a home. <laughs> looking to find looking to find a significant other. Yeah. Think about it. If you were in a relationship, what would you do? The first thing you would do is clean up your resume. Now, for work-wise, that resume is a representation of who you are. Personally, maybe your Instagram or something else that's your representation. But you get the point. The point is you got to make some changes to get prepared. So one, you need to come, need to be in tune with your own company's performance. Uh, two, let's say you're not necessarily working for a particular company or in that industry. And if you know anything about recessions, they can start in one industry, but they can make their way to others. So don't think of yourself as safe just because, let's say, you're not in the tech field or some of the other fields that are showing early signs of this recession or slowdown. It may not have just made its way to you yet. Uh, another thing you're going to see with recessions, you're going to start to see reports of jobs being cut. Uh, so you have Shopify that's cutting 10% of its staff. Uh, you have, I think GM is cutting some staff, Ford is cutting some staff. So you have all of these different companies that are starting to slow down on the hiring. And then you also have companies that are flat out letting people go. So these are things that are synonymous with a recession. Uh, another thing that we're going to have to pay attention to uh, for those who are first or new to this, this recession is we've also still seen that inflation is still pretty high, even with the fact that we've had two negative quarters of the time. So you go into the gas station and you go into the grocery store, those costs are still rising. And they're also rising for the people who produce the goods that you consume. And so we're still seeing rising costs. And less production of the good, of the mm. uh, Great point. You know what I'm saying? Great point. Like, so they're they're the price is going up and they're they're, they're not able to produce and supply. So there isn't enough so there isn't as much supply. Um which is very, very interesting when you go into the grocery store. And that'll keep prices up from a sustained perspective. Yeah. And energy costs, to your point, we aren't just producing new energy like that just because we hit a slowdown or we hit a supply issue. Things don't come online that quick. It takes time for that investment to funnel through to new oil production or whatever it is that we need. So you're going to see a prolonged case of inflation, maybe not at the 9% handle or some of those numbers. So you're going to see some of that disinflation, as they call it. You may see inflation take its foot off the pedal a little bit, but what you're going to notice is the days of inflation below 2%, we may have a decade of inflation that stays above that level. So again, what does that mean for you? What that means for you is there is no comfort in the salary or the income in which you make today uh, because you, you've heard the saying today's price is tomorrow's price. But honestly, today's cost isn't tomorrow's cost. So 
your cost may be thirty thousand this year. It may go up ten percent to thirty three thousand next year. So you, you want to get prepared for the necessities of your life may go up in cost, and you may have to start making decisions on some of the discretionary items that you're making. So again, as we kind of go into what you want to do, the the first thing is the mindset. So the first thing, the mindset is you are in a recession. Don't let them lie to you. Everybody's trying, the government's trying to redefine what a recession is. I get that. That's all election stuff. Don't get caught up in that. That's not, that's not your world. Your world is you earn a living, you have rising costs, and there may be slowdowns <laughs> in the future. So you need to get prepared for that. Uh, so that's one, the mindset. Second is what's the playbook? So E and I, if you guys go back, man, we were talking about inflation like what two years ago. Jeez. We were doing a, a playbook on inflation, but one of the things that we cautioned about when it was the pandemic time was an emergency fund, and at that time, that was one of the main goals or things that we were pushing because the uncertainty we thought we could levy a, a little bit or to some extent by having a nest egg large enough to cover me in the event something happens. Whether I lose my job, my company goes away. As you guys, you got to remember back to the pandemic when it first got going, there was plenty of uncertainty about how long this would last. Uh, there was lockdowns. There was parameters put in place where you couldn't do your normal day-to-day -day activities. And for many of us, it shut down our ability to earn income. And so we were stressed. Sorry, go ahead. I'm sorry to cut you off. Just to, no, go ahead. Just to define what emergency fund was, it was uh, ideally if you are in sale, it's 12 months of your expenses saved up to where if you're not making a single dollar, you'll be able to uh, live, right? Now, we also understand, we just... That was the goal. That was the goal. The of course, at the time for myself, it would start off with one month, go up to three, and a lot of our clients to get them up to three months, and then from there, six months, and then, you know, but emergency funds. So just so I could, just to throw that out there so everybody, and it's earmarked for emergency fund for your expenses, not for lifestyle, not for uh, I want to go on a trip somewhere, yeah, or I want to yeah. dinner with friends, or I got another business investment. No. Nope, nope, nope. No, earmarked for if I'm not did, making no money, yes. I'm did good. you lose your job? Did you lose your job? Did you did you have serious impact to your health, which caused you to lose your job or not have the income left? So it's truly for emergency. Now, for those out there, we're not saying you have to get to 12 months. the The point of this is one awareness. The awareness is you're in a recession, so there's steps that need to be taken because of the landscape. The changing landscape. Two is knowledge. So now that you know where you are, now it's time to equip yourself with the knowledge necessary to be prepared. So that's why we're saying uh, dust up that resume uh, for the business owner. You're already a versatile type person. Uh, you're going to have to navigate a field where the money isn't just pouring in. Now, Credit markets are starting to tighten up. Interest rates are rising. 
cheap debt isn't as cheap as it was just a year ago. <laughs> it was all good just a year it ago. Was all just it was all good just a week ago. Shout out to Jay. <laughs> but it, it, it's it's a people understand that on the consumption side when you look at your mortgage rate. So it's easy to understand because most of us, well, most of us are consumers. So we see things from a consumer standpoint. So mortgage, all you gotta do is ask somebody buying a home, man, what was it like a year ago when you were trying to buy that home? The interest rate was like three and a quarter. You know what I'm saying? Now, now that interest rate is almost double that. It's five and some change, maybe 6%. So that also is occurring on the business side of things where the cost of capital is rising. So that forces corporations to make different decisions or make certain moves because they're responding to a changing landscape. Money what we're cost saying cost. is you gotta be the same, you gotta think of yourself in that same light as the, as the company or the corporation. Mm -hmm. So me incorporated, me Inc. Mm -hmm. Me Inc is entering into a scenario or into a situation where it's Growth is slowing. Now you may not have employees to fire, but you do have dollars. You do have, and those you, are jobs. Those are your jobs. We gotta employ those. We want to at least. That's the, but this is these are the parallels. Yeah. You have dollars that you can employ. To Guy's point, excellent point. You can employ those dollars. Now it's time for you to do what your company is doing to you. Is they're going over the whole list and saying, okay. What of this do we actually need? What is actually vital? What do we need to keep in place? And where can we find synergies? It's a fancy corporate word for where can we make cuts? Where can we, where can we cut some things out? You need to do the same thing with your, your personal balance sheet. Quick little, quick little segue. If it don't make money, it don't make sense. If it don't mm -hmm. make money, it don't make sense. If it don't make money... That was one of the first things I, I realized I had to cut in my business. If it wasn't making money for my business, I had to, I, like, if it wasn't a direct revenue generator, I had to cut it out. It couldn't, it couldn't be something that was, I had to find a correlation. Just and that's, that is a part of the versatility. So business owners kind of get this naturally because of this, just the conditions that entrepreneurs find themselves in daily basis. So it's, it's easier for them to understand, but it's a good exercise to go through to say, hey, you've got to also think about your business as, all right, what, what changes do I need to make? How can I survive first and foremost through the landscape? And then how do I thrive through the landscape? Uh, one, way, one way to look into it is what are your goals? What are your goals for the next three to five? And at this point, it's really what are your goals, understanding the environment, what are your goals for the next six months to outline this recession? Yeah. It's, uh, it's, if, if this is to continue, then it's just getting started. Yeah. So, in a macro perspective, you still have the Federal Reserve that has to clean up the balance sheet. They promised to get those $9 trillion of <laughs> securities off their balance sheet, so that's going to cause the Court of Minister <laughs> in the market. Uh, they're still raising rates to try to combat inflation. And what they're really trying to do is slow demand. Part of slowing demand is going to be people losing their purchasing power. How do most people lose their purchasing power? They get fired, get laid off. Uh, so all this is sort of designed in a way to where it's going to cause some pain because either we're going to go through it 
to get to the better side, or are we just going to prolong the pain and increase the pain that we have to go through in the future? So we, for those of you who are like, ah, the government's got us, you know, we'll, we'll get through this. You will get through this, but the government does not have you. <laughs> it does not have you. So please. Yeah, the government is in it for the government, just so you can understand that. And they have to they they have to protect their investments at the end of the day. And I hate to say it, sometimes me and my me and mine don't feel like I I make a big enough contribution where they'll stop and be like, Hey looking bald head dude, what's the, your decision that you wanna make that what decisions do we need to make so it'll benefit you? I just don't feel like that. So, and it's me, never going to be like that. Absolutely, so, absolutely. For those, this this is not. We we we, we don't condone it because it, it it's a slippery slope to victimhood and it doesn't change your situation. It doesn't. So so this is all about the resistance who understands if they want to change, they got to make said change. This is empowering. This is financially empowerment, financial empowerment. So now that you've got your resume up to date, you've made account for all the amazing things you've done over the year. Because like most people, once you get the job, you stop updating. But you've done some things, you need to get that updated. Uh, Two, you need to understand the landscape. So one, the company, if you do work for a company, how's your company doing? For the business owner, you're a business owner, so you know how your company's doing. Uh, but for those of you who have a job, especially if it's a larger company, you tend to not have those things on the forefront of your mind. But if you work for a public company and they release earnings, you need to know what those earnings look like. Did they meet expectations? Did they fall short of expectations? Did they give any guidance? Did they say how they felt about the economy going forward? Did they make any mentions as it relates to employment? Check your emails. Have, have you received an email that kind of referenced so slow down, but didn't want to really say it out loud? So there's going to be a lot of those conversations being had. Uh, you just want to pay attention. You want to know what's going on. Knowledge, knowledge, knowledge. Self-awareness and knowledge. You want to know what's going on. So now that you've done your best to have your best foot forward, which again, your resume can incorporate many things. It could be your LinkedIn page. You know, we're in a digital age. It's not just that paper document that you send around. It's your LinkedIn profile. How does that look? It's also some of your social media because that's looked at as well. You want to present or have that package together to where you have your best foot forward in the event that you have to pivot whatsoever. Now, to the personal balance sheet. Now the question becomes, did you save for this? And if you didn't save for this, then you're going to have to find a way to save through this. So I'm going to say it again. So this recession coming up, did you save for this? If you didn't save for this, then you're going to have to find a way to save through this. It is what it is. I think I've been fortunately, I also believe though that everybody's going to have to save through this. Like, because even looking for myself, there's some things that this has been probably the most successful time for me, for my business. Uh, but looking out in the future, that that money is already earmarked for something else. 
like it was that was the whole point of the bucket buckets from the beginning was that money was earmarked for something and i just don't feel like i'm out of the weeds yet <laughs> but that that's the good mindset the, the mindset is a proactive one it's not a naive one it's, no point. it's not a one that's like because there's people out here still business as usual and it's not business as usual so it, it's the idea that okay I've got to be, I got to zero in on the fact that I can lose my source of income any month, any day now. And it'd be a normal course of the business cycle. Yep. <laughs> like that, that's what I'm trying to like get people like in your mind. Yep. Do not be one of these people that are letting CNBC or whoever come on TV and say, well, you know, we used to say two quarters of negative growth was a recession. No, yeah. yeah. It's different this time. That's a great quote that comes from the financial sector all the time. This time it's different. Tell me how many times have you heard that? So this is all about being prepared. So when we say you got to save for it, is you've got to hone in on your costs and things that aren't necessary to moving the needle. These, if these things aren't necessary to moving the needle, you have to make real choices. And you need, and it's probably better to do them before it becomes an emergency situation, and you have to, and you're forced to do it. Yep. So don't be forced into a, the change that you know you need to make up front. Yeah. So, like myself, like many others, you may have been overspending these past year. Yeah. You may have gotten a little cute with your finances. You you may have. You know, not not now you need now you need the pre-wash grapes. You know what I'm saying? You used to be able to wash them yourself. Now you want to pre-wash. <laughs> you know, <laughs> you you you. I'm being serious. Uh, you used to be able to do X, Y, and Z, but now you you know you've got you become accustomed to certain amenities. comforts that aren't ne- exactly amenities that aren't necessary for moving the need. Luxuries, luxuries. So Ooh. for those for the resistance who's been in this space. This conversation is not for you in this particular aspect, but we want to make sure we speak to the resistance that may be somewhat there or still working towards there. Do not let TV try to change your mind. Maybe this is a malrecession. Maybe it only lasts, I think the average recession is less than three years or less than two. Maybe it's somewhere around 18 months or something. But it only takes that amount of talent to destroy everything you built up to this point. Absolutely. Absolutely. So don't don't let those averages like, oh, it's not too bad. Well, that's about. Don't play those games. Get prepared now. So the takeaways we want you guys to have from this podcast today is one: shout out to me and E. Happy birthday. Birthday. <laughs> uh, two: the recession is here. Forget what you've heard. Forget all the blogs, all the gossip. The recession is here. The technical definition has been reached. We are technically in a recession until another quarter's GDP growth has been declared. And we won't know that until later into the year. So if you know that it's, it's been declared and we are in a recession, then two, how do we prepare or how do we stay prepared? The first thing is first is you have to deal with the uncertainty of a recession like market. So the uncertainty is you can lose your income source and get fired. 
You can be a part of the layoffs. You can be a part of the scale back. But it doesn't mean for those who are laid off, one, you're never going to get a job again. That's not the case. But the quality of that off time is going to depend on the decisions and the preparation you do now. So for those who may not have as much saved as they would like, now is the time to get serious. Of course, you want to be like the best of the best who don't have to get, you know, if you stay ready, you ain't got to get ready. Everybody wants to get to that space. But if you're not at that space, it's okay. Start to get ready. For those who give you this, hey, you know, stay ready, you ain't got to get ready. That's great for them. But you got to work on me incorporating. So for those who do need to save, we suggest you get started with that one step at a time. Uh, let's say you have zero save. First goal needs to be $400. $400, why you ask? Great question. Because $400 represents about the average American's ability uh, to pull resources together if an emergency arises. So if you get to $400, you're essentially most of America, between four and 600. Next step is going to be the first 1,000. You get to 1,000, you'll be better than almost two-thirds of them, as far as what they had earmarked for an emergency we, uh, at uh, any given time. Just keep that keep that moment. Just to, uh, and what we're talking about is majority of people are living paycheck to paycheck. So I read an article this past weekend of how, quote-unquote, wealthy, the net worth, basically, they're going wealthy off of net worth, how their net worth, they're still living paycheck to paycheck. So therefore, they don't have enough. They're not enough in the green to be able to, if something was to hit, they will be straight, which, again, this is an article. I don't know. I'm not reading their stuff. So, But it, it's, it's a good point. So what we're trying to give people is what are the markers and perspective and what can you strive towards based on where you are? So we started at zero, not to say you're at zero, but if you are, here are some of the milestones that you can aim at, and here's the company that you keep if you make those milestones. So it just puts you further and further ahead. So eventually you go from a thousand to one month, one month to three months. Now, depending on your situation, you may not stretch it out to 12, but the entire idea is you are doing a deep dive on where your dollars are going and you're redirecting them to a job that's more critical based on the situation at hand. Same thing you would do if you're on the business, same thing you would do if you're on a team at a company. What is critical, what needs to get done first is where the focus is going to go first. So that's what you're doing with your dollars. Where does the focus need to go? Okay, I'm in a slowing economy. My job is safe for now, but I don't know. What would I like to do or what do I wish I would do if I were to lose my job six months, what do I wish I would have done in those preceding six months? So kind of have that mindset. Now, this isn't to scare you. It's simply to get you to the next step. So now that you've got your emergency fund to an adequate level, now you're thinking more about not just staying above water. Now you're thinking about opportunity because just with fire come new growth. So with recessions come new growth at the end of and how you're going to prepare yourself for that so that will be the next phase i know you're like yes let's get to that but that's going to be the next episode and we're going to touch more on 
once you have those things in place, what are those opportunities and how can we be better prepared for the opportunity? So today, I guess, uh, Eve, we touched on defense. Because if you can't guard anybody, you can't see the floor anymore. Can't, can't, can't. You have no awareness. You have no awareness if you can't <laughs> guard nobody. You don't got no defense. You have no awareness of how the environment is, is shit going. We just got to sit you down. We can't be like we, Enos Cancer. We can't play you. We can't play you. We love what you, we love what we <laughs> think you can do on offense, but you give, you, you, walk, you give up a bucket every time. Every time. Yeah. You give up a bucket. It's too so much I, we risk. can't even keep you in the game. Yeah, it's too so, much risk. Too much risk going on. We ain't protecting no risk. We got to protect all the risk. You got exactly right. So that's that's what today's episode is about. Is how do we protect against the risk and give ourselves a good enough defense to be on the side of opportunity and offense when it comes? Because it will come. And again, we'll get into that a little later on uh, in a future pod where we go through the opportunities and how to best prepare for that. Oh, we're going to have y'all so, right next episode. Be on the lookout for that. Be on the lookout for that. Uh, so, again, recap. The recession is here. The hell with the haters. <laughs> <laughs> and the detractors. Although I feel so uh, death row and bad boy when I say that for some reason. <laughs> You don't want nobody dancing in your video. <laughs> yeah, you don't want somebody all at the podium <laughs> talking about what recession. <laughs> they come to resistance. But anyway, come to resistance. We, we, we hope you guys uh, found us informative, shared a few laughs as we did. Uh, and again, we always want to leave you guys with things to work on. So again, you've got those list of items. You've been made aware that you are in a recession. Now it's time to put in work. And again, we'll be right here alongside each and every one of you. Uh, so definitely look out, uh, shout us out on Instagram. Let us know, you know where you are in that cycle, how things are going for you. Have you heard anything from your company? Uh, how are the businesses going? What recession signs are you seeing in your own life? Uh, share with us so that we can be even more informed uh, as far as what our resistance is going through so that we make sure we speak to that. So. We want to thank you guys for your time. Before we go, before we go, I got to give a couple, th- I got to throw a couple things out there. Oh, throw them out. Throw we got to give, we got to give new developments, Steve. We got to mention the new developments that we got going on, which you can be on the lookout for. My, my, myself, I got a show coming up September 3rd. Hey. September 3rd in Cartersville. I'm going to perform a, a, a few new songs that I haven't released that I will be releasing on a project. This project, I'm going. I'm speaking more on finance and 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 the perspective. I've always done it, but it's in a different sound. It's I've gotten better, so I, be on the lookout for this project. It's definitely going to speak to what it is that we're discussing. I had a fun time yesterday because you know I had to go to the studio yeah. on my birthday, on my birthday, around my birthday at least, to, um, but. Yeah, be on the lookout for that, um, and it's gonna be amazing. It's gonna be amazing. Be on the lookout oh, for the wait. next. Be on the lookout for the next episode too. I'm already like I'm already lit for that next episode. Uh, it, yeah, I, I'm already lit. So, like we we doing things, guys. We doing things. We're doing this. Like this is a great opportunity. Now we're in a we're amongst the great opportunity. 
We've actually been talking about this for quite some time. Stephen mentioned two years. We've been talking about this for two years. And understanding, having the awareness of the environment allows us to be in the world but not of the world. And now we can be able to operate the way we need to. So we're getting buckets. It's the season of the overflow. So therefore, if there's money somewhere, there's value somewhere. The GDP dropped as a whole because somebody over leveraged. Somebody over leveraged. And that's cool because there's leverage tells you what? It's like a seesaw. If they might over leverage somewhere, then where then somebody else is sitting on top of the sky. Or is it getting close to it? So we want to be the person that's moving closer to the sky. You want to know why? Because we the resistance and we always understand demand and supply. Mm. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah We're we going to leave it at that. <laughs> Ain't nothing to say better than that. So, to the resistance, wherever you are, wherever you might be listening, keep saving, keep striving. We'll see you guys next time. Hey.